Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to It's So Real. With your boy Oso. And your girl Rocky. What is good, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the show. And this one's going to be a little different. Yeah, we switching it up on y'all. Why? Because a lot has actually happened over the last couple of weeks. As you see, we didn't post or release anything. Right. Alright, we personally have gone uh, through some things. Uh, we may talk about some of that stuff. I don't know how far into the details we'll go. But uh, this is one of the more candid episodes, so we're going to see what happens with it. Um, uh, but yeah, a lot happened with us uh, in our personal lives. But on top of that, a lot happened around the world. You know, We had an election. Uh, those results finally came through. <laughs> um I mean, that that was a big event for a lot of people. I think we gave our thoughts on that uh, a while ago. For oh, and I hurt my neck, which is why I can't turn to even... God's just about to turn and ask Rocky about oh. that. And then I couldn't do it. So I had to stay <laughs> completely bogus. <laughs> this shit looked weird as fuck to me, even as I'm saying it. But at least I'm giving uh, good eye contact to the camera. <laughs> um, yeah, check out our Election Day Evolve or Repeat episode, as well as our political series episode, especially America is number one for our opinions on the political climate of America. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, today's episode is going to be like a recap of, uh, I guess like an early recap of what not only what happened this week, um, but like this year and how 2020 uh, has affected us and uh, the world around us. For me, I think... I went into this year, 2020, thinking, like, shit was going to be sweet. Honestly, I thought everything was going to be cool when it came to opportunities for work. Uh, I thought I would be able to finish, uh, for background sake, for those in the audience who don't know. So, uh, we're both um, therapists. And if you don't know that, then that's interesting. Uh, but if you do know that and you're new to the show, if you didn't know that and you're new to the show, I'll, I'll break it down. So, we're both therapists. Um... Uh, Rocky is licensed. She got licensed last year. Uh, and I was looking to get licensed this year, 2020. Um, and that probably would have happened a lot earlier given if, you know, this whole pandemic thing that happened. Uh, it kind of affected my clientele, you know, just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> um, but that was one of the reasons why I thought 2020 was going to be so good because with, the, with me being licensed, that comes more money, more opportunity, uh, that certification carries a lot of weight. Uh, freedom. Freedom, <laughs> yeah. I, like, actual freedom within the field to do things that you want to do. Oh, so the money. <laughs> the money freedom is very real as well. So there was that. Um, I also was uh, thinking, like, that we both would start dating a little bit more since, uh, again, for those of you who are new to the show, uh, Rocky and I are in a, a poly relationship. Polyamorous. Uh, yes. To be, to be specific for because people who don't want to... Not polygamous. Who, it's not polygamous. No. There's a very big difference. Again, 
there are many episodes where we talked about this. Uh, I, I don't know. I blank on the names, but she got it. So we have a YouTube <laughs> video called Q&A about our polyamorous relationship. That one, that's a good one. And I think the actual episode where we talk about our relationship, which is we took a break to fall in love. I think there was another one in there maybe this year. It's, it's, yeah. Um, like I said, we talked about it. You know, we have so many episodes, y'all. I'm yeah. starting not to remember them all. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there was that. I thought we would be dating. Uh, I was looking forward to seeing, because I, I, I could have sworn you were going to get like a partner this year. Again, I tried mm-hmm. to look and almost broke my neck. But look, I, I'm, I'm trying to look at you through the camera. No. So that you, okay. I can give you eye contact. Um, Can't really see but it. I, I thought you would have. <laughs> you know, I, I thought you would have been dating. You know, I was looking forward to seeing your partner. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, none of that happens. Uh, what else was I looking forward to that kind of just did not come to pass because of everything that went on with the whole pandemic? Uh, seeing family, you know, seeing your family, seeing. Excuse me. Um, seeing my family. Usually, I, I have an annual trip down to Guyana. That's not going to happen this year. <laughs> well, technically, it did happen this year. It was just January before yeah. COVID. I mean, we were there already. Hmm? Yeah. Mm. I guess so. That was this year. Yeah, I know. I'm saying it was at the end of the year. It's at the beginning of the year, end of the year for me. Like, that's my beginning of the year is what I'm saying. Okay. Anyways, I can't believe you derailed me for that. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> there was a lot of stuff going on uh, during the pandemic, and uh, it prevented us from connecting with each other's family and building that uh, bond between us and blending our tribes. Um, but there were some good things that also came out of 2020. Um, and I want to talk about those later, but I want to hear about your thoughts and what things you were looking forward to uh, at the beginning of the year, to be more specific. (laughs) Thank you, because I had no idea what the show was going to be about. So, (laughs) I just showed up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, What was I looking forward to? Um, I mean, I got licensed. And, like, I passed my exam um, in December of last year. So the money didn't really get hit because you got to fill out hella fucking paperwork to change with insurance companies and all this other shit. So the money didn't hit till February. And when that money hit, I was living my life. Living my best life. Like I went to different workshops. I was going to artistic events. I was out social meeting people and shit. Like I was out of the house because I had the money to do so. Ah, out of the house. Remember that? Yeah, <laughs> but it it also costs money, and yeah. I was making fucking bank. If I had continued with the amounts of clients that I had, and my new license prices, ah, oh, I would have been so happy because I would be financially stable. Now I'm okay, but I did take a hit with this pandemic because not all of my clients were able to continue sessions virtually. Mm-hmm. Um. I've had clients, uh, private paid clients who weren't able to afford me anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. shit happened. And it took away a lot of my clientele. And because I'm also in the midst of a pandemic and I don't have a therapist right now and I don't want to have a telehealth uh, therapist, um, 
like I I didn't have the capacity to get more clients. Like, of course, there was a surge in people seeking therapy. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. Mm. People are dying by the thousands. Yes, mental health is finally of the awareness of the fucking country. If it wasn't a slow stroll creep crawl towards it, now everybody's like, oh, mental health is a thing. (laughs) Relationships matter? What? (laughs) So yes, there was a surge in calls. But I didn't have the capacity to, to treat anybody else. I was barely able to show up for the clients that I did have. So, and, and, and that's the thing. I mean, I guess we'll talk about it later. But I was, I was looking forward to that money, y'all. To that, all that to say, I was looking forward to that damn money. And it has not been the same amount of money. I'm still all right. I'm still making it, but. Damn. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see what else I was looking forward to. Um, we had uh, I bought the tickets because I had money for the concert. Um, it was who was it? It was Jill Scott, The Roots, Music Soul Child, Common. Like it was some. It was a good lineup. It was basically uh, all the verses that we'd be listening to. <laughs> basically. So I was excited about that. Yeah, I was supposed to go to my family reunion this year, and I hadn't mm-hmm. seen some of my family in two years. Uh, I was so looking forward to that. I was so sad. Because I was in Georgia. And you know Georgia is a hot spot. So, I was like, yeah. no. <laughs> Nobody, nope, nope, nope. Um, so, yeah. So, I guess I'll see them in, what year is it? 2022. Um, and hopefully I'll see my immediate family next year. Because my nephew is graduating from high school. We will see what that looks like. Um, but I do plan to, to go out there anyway. Um... I mean, the biggest thing was being able to enjoy life again Mm. and not be financially strapped in survival mode. Yeah. I wanted to be out of that. And, like, yeah, I'm not in that. I can pay my bills, which was an issue before I was licensed. But now it's like, well, I don't have that much to go out and splurge and do what I want. (laughs) Out. (laughs) Yeah, I miss I miss Oakland. I miss my community. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. The festivals. I miss. As soon as like, you said that, that made me think of all. Cause the that what May would have been the first one, and that's Malcolm we, X. We did at the beginning of the year. I remember this vividly. Uh-huh. We went to Black Joy. Yes, Black Joy Parade in Oakland, California, February. Mm-hmm. So right before, like technically, the pandemic was it was already starting in other yeah. countries and spreading. Um, Technically, it was in the States. <laughs> yeah, because you know how people were like, I think I had it before. And yeah. Know, so, technically, it was around, but like our awareness of it, let's put it that way. The awareness, seriousness of yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> the, the serious awareness of um, of the pandemic, it didn't take place until around March. March you know, That's late mid-March. February, March. That's when everything started to actually, you know, shut the fuck down. Because mm-hmm. we was all over each other at that Black uh, Joy Parade. We was chilling. Mm-hmm. It was a it good was a, time. Yeah, too. it was a nice ass time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. But, okay. So that's the things we were looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, what were some of the things that actually took place during the pandemic that you feel like were good things? Like, positive things. Things that you've grown uh, opportunities that might have come out of the pandemic that maybe wouldn't have come out of 
normal circumstances. So when I say I was on my shit, like when I have the freedom (laughs) to do what the fuck I want because I'm not worried about surviving, like I, I do, like I am committed. I'm not just sitting on my ass. Like I put my energy out there. So one thing that I had signed up for was, um, Berkeley, UC Berkeley has the, uh, I don't know the actual name, but it's basically women of color, empowerment conference i think it's of color might just be women i don't know some women empowerment and it's great i went last year so i signed up to go i wasn't able to go um but i did right before because we had the info session in person and then soon as it actually hit we were already virtual um i signed up for a black women's sister circle training and that i think was eight or ten weeks and i had it so we met in person to like just describe the program and then by the time we had um applied and like got accepted we were already in quarantine so i was able to have that support system right at the start of quarantine and we we met weekly at first and then we started meeting twice a week um as we got later into the program and it was really helpful because it was it was a space for all black women and i didn't know how much i needed that space like, I really needed that space. I didn't know how much. I was like, it's been a while since... Like, I've been around black people, yeah, but black women, just mm, solely... Particularly you know? like that demographic. And, and then to be talking about, <laughs> especially in the midst of a pandemic, the role of caregiver on the black woman and how that was being impacted with this pandemic and having to take care of everything and everybody and not taking care of ourselves. Like, it was some very honest conversations about womanhood, especially black womanhood, and uh, we were able to support each other um, through that first part of it. We finished our training, we graduated, and uh, now we're first uh, starting our mobilization efforts. It's called Sisters Mentally Mobilize. Uh, it's out of the California Black Women's Health Project, and it's within the state of California. So they've been um, traveling. So they do LA, the Inland Empire, Oakland Bay Area, and Sacramento. And now, so they just went through their first four uh, cohorts in their different areas, and now they're going back through. So right now they're in the Inland Empire. Hmm. Um, So definitely check them out if you're interested in, uh, you don't have to, uh, in facilitating sister circles, mobilizing around black women. Um, If you're interested in that audience, you don't have to be a clinician. They're people who just care, (laughs) you know, and are willing to put their time, energy, and effort into bringing uh girls and women together um so yeah we just started our mobilization efforts we have a pre-holiday sister circle on sunday and then um the oakland bay area chapter is gonna do a grief sister circle i believe in december so Mm. that's something that i and i'm able to speak at these things which talk about that later but i'm really enjoying yeah Mm -hmm. i'm i'm able to and i'm getting paid for it so i'm i'm really enjoying that Um, and it's something that i always wanted to do it's not how i wanted to do it (laughs) but it is something that i always wanted to. i think that that's definitely um look at me trying to look look at me looking a little bit of i see your peripheral rotation in my neck that's all messed up right now um but i think that's like a theme for 2020 it's like Mm -hmm. Things that you may have, like opportunities that might have popped up and came about 
but maybe it didn't show up in the way that you wanted it to or how you perceived it to. It's like, it's like getting a yeah. present, you know, and you like, what the fuck is this? But then you end up using it all the time and you're like, hmm, this was useful or this was helpful or something else like that. But at first you're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? 2020, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this pandemic shit? I had to rethink my whole life. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got plans and life says, <laughs> you know. Um, what about you? What were some of the good things that came out of the pandemic for you? I think uh, the best thing was just reorienting myself towards um, family and getting reconnected with them. I'm an uncle now. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm very Officially. happy. Official, mm-hmm. official uncle. My brother had uh, his first son. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I, had, I don't know how many of uh, kids they think we're having, but uh, hey. Uh, <laughs> No, leave that to him. But his first son, Joseph, uh, was born. And um, that was just like a... It was just a surreal moment that kind of put me in um, in the mindset of, like, okay, manhood, adulthood. Like, mm-hmm. we're here. Like, there's no, like, oh, you're almost there. Or you're, like, one foot in, one foot out. It's like, no, you're a man. You're, you're those responsibilities of being that uncle that, you know, puts... Puts a little game into little man so that he knows what's going on to reinforce the lessons that my brother tells him mm-hmm. and that uh, Beth, his wife, tells him uh, to reinstill some of their values while also instilling my own. Like I think that's what the role of an uncle should be anyway. Like you can always put in your two cents here and there, your morals and all that, but you're supposed to help facilitate raise that child within the village, um, primarily supporting the way that the parents want them to be raised. Of course, if I see fuck shit, if my brother's listening, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Because that's what we're supposed to do. We're family. We're supposed to hold each other accountable, and we're supposed to keep each other sharp. You know what I mean? Two T's out here. But uh, that was great. That was great for me. It was uh, it was uh, a surreal experience, like I said. But it really solidified the fact that, you know... We out here at manhood. We we not knocking on manhood's door. We out here setting the table. Nah, fucking. We out here mowing the lawn. We done moved in already. We in a manhood mansion. So, it just made that real. Um, so, that was like probably the best thing that happened. Other things were, you know, making music and paid to uh, be on uh, Curtis King's oh, uh, yeah. Flow chorus when it comes to music production that was amazing. I was so mm-hmm. glad for that opportunity. I'm to, proud of you, babe. Uh, thank yeah. you, thank you, um, for uh, you know just being able to put out my expertise when it comes to talking about um, anxiety, when it comes to talking about that prefrontal cortex, how it's used, mm-hmm. and and that relationship and that dynamic between the brain, the mind, and the body, and when it comes to the music and the feeling and the vibration. Mm-hmm. Those those relationships. I've always been fascinating to me and the fact that I was able to break that down for producers all over the country, all over the world uh, in that course and also be, shoot, like in the lineup of other people because he had a whole bunch of like professors and academics lined up to talk about it as well. So wow. yeah, shout out to Curtis, my yeah. man Curtis King. Um, great, great opportunity for me. Um, I'm sure we'll be working again together pretty soon. But there was that. That was great. Um, what else? I had a couple other things, but those were probably the two main ones. Um, just reconnecting with my family, 
solidifying that that uh, manhood piece, and then uh, being able to create, you know, on that on that level, and, and share my expertise when it comes to artists, when it comes to mental health and music. You know, it's mm-hmm. great. So that was the good. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not talking about the other side. <laughs> so what was like? What would you say was the hardest or roughest? Maybe most challenging. There we go. Most challenging thing that uh, you went through during this pandemic. You know, what was it that probably pushed you the furthest and made you maybe question some things or shake stuff up? Um. Well, like I said, I had to rethink my life. <laughs> right. Because I had a plan for my life, and my plan did not include a global pandemic with months <laughs> of quarantine. So I had to rethink did my life. You know, you know, you see that coming? Didn't see it. You know, the mindset 2012, not 2020. <laughs> How was I supposed to know? I thought we were good. Couple years off. You know, the numbers sounded familiar. They lost in translation. <laughs> Ah, so, all right, so the first thing I had to rethink was my career. Um, I had already decided that I wanted to slowly transition out of individual, practicing individual therapy, and once I hit two years license, I'm able to supervise, of course, with some classes and shit, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, I'm able to supervise, so I was going to supervise associates as well as facilitate groups, and then train the associates on how to facilitate those groups, too. Um, so that way I just have money rolling in, (laughs) you know, bad hustle, right? Exactly. (laughs) And that's what I wanted to do to start selling, setting up our nonprofit, Mm -hmm. you know? So man, exactly. So I had a lot of plans for that, but, um, this pandemic burned me out. Like I was already burning out of this profession. And that's the thing they don't tell you in grad school is they will burn you the motherfucker out because you can't survive on this, this pay. Facts. And then you're trying to get as many clients so you can actually get the hours hours and get licensed. But then by the time you get licensed, you burn the fuck out and don't want to help nobody. Not in that capacity. So, again, for the all who don't know, we're both therapists. So, we have first-hand experience when it comes to uh, the... System. (laughs) Well, not only only the system. System, yeah. That's that's exhausting in itself. But just, like, um, empathy, like, the empathy fatigue that you get mm. when you're dealing with people's rawest emotions and, and you gotta understand like we're therapists but we're also going through the t- pandemic so right? a lot of times there's like a separation between what we're going exactly. through exactly we had time to process it right. you know it's not raw for in us real too. time just like you like yeah so that, and then everybody's that, talking that's about us. it yeah all of my clients were talking about it for weeks it takes a lot. But it's also telehealth. I ain't signed up for this shit. Telehealth is probably <laughs> the most draining shit in the world for me, personally. I'm already a digital minimalist. Yeah. I do not like being on screens that much. I, the fact that I'm on screens so so much is, is, is pretty much dependent on the fact that I need to put out content, like mm-hmm. how I'm doing right now. Exactly. You know? That's really it. If I could not... If I could just... Be as creative as I am without all the screens and technology and shit. I definitely would be, mm-hmm. you know. And if somebody else could just do all that work, but again, that takes money, resources. All that. <laughs> so uh, what time? Soon, 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 yeah. soon comes, soon comes. <sighs> but yeah, telehealth. Uh, uh-uh. 
Then you then you gotta add on the empathy, the fatigue for the empathy, mm-hmm. on top of the screen fatigue, mm-hmm. and it's like yo, that that could take me out. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you on that one for sure. Telehealth mm-hmm. was not the wave. That was draining. Yeah. So because of all that, I had to rethink my career because I was like, the fuck, <laughs> like I I this was what I had been planning for for five years. Mm-hmm. The the year I'm licensed finally. That's when some shit goes. That's when some shit goes down, and it's like, well, now I have to rethink. And then even, even, because I was trying to get out of this profession, transition out, and to do other things that I'm interested in. So I was going to go back to school for child development and Mm -hmm. African-American studies. um, So that way I can move further along in the nonprofit and opening a daycare and things like that. Um, But I also don't want to do online classes. I don't want to do distance learning. I know how I learn, and it's not like that. (laughs) Like, if I'm going to go back to school, because my dad definitely taught me uh, from a lesson from a professor that was kind of racist, um, no. was that, oh, no. <laughs> that uh, yeah, all you need to do is read the book. Like, the, the classes are structured around a textbook. So if you read the textbook, you're good. But I know how I learn, and I know I learn. I'm an interpersonal learner. I learn mm-hmm. through discussion, and especially on topics like African-American studies as well as child development. Like, I need to be in with my people, engaging in conversation and, and transferring of ideas. And, yeah, I need that. And distance learning, no. I know, again, I was in that training for 8, 10 weeks. I know how it is. It's different. Call and response is different. Touch is different. Like, yeah. So, and that's the thing we were talking about um, in the training, too, because there are a lot of clinicians within that training, um, especially the facilitator. Uh, I think she's going for her PhD. Shout out to her. Joy K. Madison. Hey. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she was saying, like, this Zoom stuff is tricking us because it's, Making us believe that we're socially connecting, but because we're not in person, it's not. Mm-hmm. And we're still yearning for it, you know? Always. So, yeah. So I had to rethink that. And where it led me, um, again, I talked about the sister circles and my mobilization effort, efforts with that. Um, so I think I'm just going to continue doing work with them um, as much as I can. Because um, I really, I, I just... I signed up for that training before COVID for a reason. So, yeah, I'm going to continue doing that. Um, uh, continue working on my books. I ran into a financial snag, <laughs> but the book is pretty much all done. I just need to publish it for my first poetry book. So look out. Uh, follow me on IG at Light as a Rock. That's R-O-C-Q with underscores in between. And or underlines? I don't know. What is it? And then Life is Rocky on Facebook. Uh, to see when I put that out. But um You even remind me of things. You always remind me of stuff. Keep going though. Oh. I also started writing some self help. Um so yeah, so I'm trying to figure out career wise. Other than that, I would say our relationship. Mm-hmm. Like we've been going through some stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we've had ain't easy. we have some ups and we had some downs. Um I don't know how much detail you want to get into with that. Um, so we started quarantine. Again, I'm licensed now, so we can start working more on our togetherness. Um, so, like, we were 
cooking for each other and getting our finances together and, and joining those and just joining really um, and planning for our future, planning for our family. Uh, so that was that was nice, but in that I kind of lost myself, especially with the lack of space. Because um, we have a lot more space normally, because we do still have different schedules, even though we work together. Um, so the lack of space impacted me to the point, especially because I'm very aware that most of my 30s will be having children. And that is an adjustment of identity that I'm just starting the process to accept. And having a solid me is important. Like, I can't lose myself in motherhood I can't lose myself in my relationship like so finding myself was very important um this year and making sure that I always have me and I always know my life um but that was that was a hard lesson because I went through a lot of things to figure that out <laughs> so so that was a hard lesson and then um you know, this, yeah, it was kind of the wake-up call to some of our differences, some of our incompatibilities, um, and it was just, it was a lot to learn. But we're getting through it. Communication, effective conflict, resolution, <laughs> and commitment. Mm -hmm. you know? Sorry, yo, my neck started getting worse throughout the show. Uh, I'm still here, though. <sighs> there we go. Uh, what would you say is the most challenging <laughs> part of this year for you? Um, I would say... I'd probably say the same thing, like the relationship piece. Mm -hmm. um, so I am the person who needs more space in the relationship. Mm -hmm. She likes to be around me, mm -hmm. and I like being around her. <laughs> but I also need way more space, particularly in the morning. So, mm -hmm. yeah, the pandemic uh, 2020... It shifted our schedule. Um, that yeah. on top of... We were home. <laughs> right, you know, obviously. It shifted our schedule. Um, less so, clients. Uh, less clients, more time where we're seeing each other. Even if it's just like passing by all the time. Like, it's just like frequent interaction. With oh, I don't know if you all know, we have separate bedrooms. To encourage oh. the individual space. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I keep forgetting that. Now everybody knows these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's right. Good thing you mentioned that. Um, but yeah, on top of that, like, there was also the issue mm -hmm. pertaining to the construction above us. So there was a lot of construction Renovation above, above us. Construction outside. Oh, right. uh, yeah. <clears throat> so I'm also someone who values their peace mm -hmm. and at least time to, like, if, if there's going to be noise, I want to be the one. No, it's like I want to be the loudest person on the block, mm. not someone else. You know, that's just rude. <laughs> no, but that that was very destructive. Um, on top of that, the fires. So there's a oh, lot of. Shit. Um, uh, Y'all yeah. remember when the sky turned orange? <laughs> well, shit. I think most of our listeners aren't even in Oakland, so. I mean, you remember when the smoke from California blew all the way across the East Coast? Right. That's how bad the fires really were out here. Um, like, it was, it was terrible. Oh, I can't even open your window. So, yeah, that that's some uh, that's some real quarantine And it was summer. Shit. We don't have AC, y'all. Some <laughs> real quarantine shit right there. Like, that's true quarantine where you're in the house. 
you can't go anywhere because you can't breathe outside. So you can't even go for those walks. Those cherished which, walks. Which is what we were doing with quarantine. It was exactly. like, all right, we're going to walk. Um, and then it was that. Like, I like walking a lot, but I also like walking by myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now that we're on quarantine, it's like, she has to come. <laughs> she's going to have to come with me. Okay. But we're taking walks together um, on top of the time where I might have been walking alone. You know what I mean? It's uh, like, yeah, we were taking a lot more walks together. Right. Versus when we were both working, we went... Like, maybe once a week. Right. Because, mm-hmm. I, I, again, I, it's not that I don't like walking with you. It's just, like, now that time is up and increased, which means time walking by myself gotcha. has decreased. Gotcha. So, there's a whole bunch of that mm-hmm. and balancing all those things. Um, and, and similar to what you were saying, it's I am my best self when I am aware of myself and how I am treating me. Mm-hmm. Um Knowing that I'm neglecting my self-care, which is time to reflect so that I am aware of myself, will domino to pretty much every relationship that I'm in. So, I'll give an example. And this is, yeah, this is probably a perfect example of what I mean. So, now I feel like I'm way more aware of things. So, today I had, I, I had a doctor's appointment early in the morning. And Raquel, you were knocking on the doors to see if I was ready. I was annoyed by that, right? Mm-hmm. But I looked at it in the awareness of like, okay, well, why is she doing that? She's doing that because she cares. She wants to make sure that I am early and on time for my appointment. <laughs> so, but there are layers to all those things. But the first reaction is, motherfucker, if you don't get up out of here, I'm trying to be all peaceful before I go to the doctors. But again, she doesn't know all that. But I'm aware of those things and I can like, Give her a reaction that will create a positive feedback loop within our connection versus falling down the rabbit hole of, you annoyed me, so now I got to come and bring that energy, even though you didn't know that you annoyed me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that awareness only came from the very fact that I was in the shower (laughs) and was thinking about all those things. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, but if I wasn't, if I don't have those times where I can think about that, I'm just reactionary, and that doesn't do anybody good within the relationship. So that little example is like, you know, expand on that times however many months we've been locked down. Eight Eight months, no shit. So yeah, that gets multiplied by all those other events. So like, you could you could just do a a little thought experiment and think about how many times that little those little incidents might have dominoed into something more or escalated into something more. And then we did date this summer. It wasn't Ugh, trash. in terms of how we envisioned dating, um, but we did date. Trash. And <laughs> it actually was not bad. It wasn't, but it did impact us. And there was a lot of lessons. God, there was a lot of lessons from it. Um, I forgot it was related to what you were saying, but I lost my point. Okay. Mm. <laughs> um, Ooh, I can't even space? Laugh. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what the connection was. Well, anyways, that was that was that for now. Um, I'm gonna have us take a quick break for uh the sake of my neck because <laughs> that's just hurting. Um, but also to make sure that we just check on the audio and make sure our our video is crispy crisp. For our Patreon viewers and our YouTube viewers out there, uh, we love and appreciate you. Yes. Uh, you know, 
Thank uh, you and, for and listening thank and watching. Thank you for listening to us, the, the more con- the candid conversation that we're having. Uh, I know we're switching it up a little bit, but I hope you enjoy it nonetheless. Yeah. So we will be right back uh, with some more uh, topics of discussion when it comes to 2020 and what the year has been for us. See y'all later. Welcome back to the show, y'all. Uh, appreciate y'all hanging in there. It's your boy, Elsa. And your girl, Rocky. Back at it again. Part two of this segment. I don't even know what we're calling this episode. You'll probably see it before uh, you hear it. <laughs> You'll probably see it before you hear it, the name of this episode. But um, we're talking about 2020. Uh, we left off talking about some of the goods uh, that happened, some of the transitions that we took uh, from it. What were some of like the, I guess, shocking things that happened in 2020 that caught you by surprise? Um, for me, I'll give my, I guess I'll go first on this question. Um, there were a couple of losses, like deaths that happened that really kind of shocked me. Like, so Chadwick Boseman was definitely one of them. I was like, oh shit, was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. Um... But, I mean, we capped off the year starting with yeah. Kobe. So, oh, yeah. uh, when when Kobe, I first heard about Kobe, we were still in Diana on our trip uh, at the beginning of the year. <laughs> at the beginning of the year. Um, uh, and we were like, it was like the day before we got actually to, left yeah. to come back to, mm-hmm. uh, to Oakland. And... We had just had came, I think we came from. Oh, that little we were, trip. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. where did we go? So I'm blanking on exactly. I know we went to Bartica. We went to Bartica for sure. I don't know uh, where else. But either way, we went on this very nice, like more resortish area of Guyana. Mm-hmm. Um, we had we just had like some some couple time. Like, and it was very <laughs> away nice. from his parents. Because uh, you know yeah, we were staying with my parents. <laughs> Love them. Love appreciate them. them. Yes. <clears throat> but uh yeah. We, we haven't had a vacation we, in we, so long. We need some grown ass Yes. Grown and sexy time. Like we don't need no I mean we was still having it. Hey, know. hey, <laughs> hey. Mama, she don't know what she's talking about. Mama, you not listening, are you? Are you? Right. If she is, well that's not back. Oh well. <sighs> oh, no. That's why she wanted to get married so bad. <laughs> she know what it is. She know. <laughs> You know. In time, Mama Claire. In time. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> derailing all my. <laughs> Can't even ah! Uh, Kobe, right? Kobe. My so right, when we heard about him, uh, we were like on our way back, and at first I was like, "Nah, this shit's fake." You know how it is, Twitter. You know how Twitter be killing people off before their time. Especially prior to COVID twenty, uh, yeah. uh, COVID nineteen. I was called COVID twenty twenty. <laughs> Might as well be calling that shit. But um, but yeah, prior to that, they would be killing people off for no reason, speculating, and I'm like, oh no, nah, Kobe ain't died. And then I just see it being reported on ESPN, and I know ESPN ain't about to report it unless yeah. it's for real. Mm-hmm. And it it again was like one of those things where it was a surreal moment where I didn't actually believe but it's still setting in that it was happening like an idol of mine from just the perspective of manhood masculinity and athleticism that that shit that just went away in the in the blink of an eye like you know how people looked up to kobe and 
oh man so it was almost like I didn't think that could happen like I knew it could happen but I didn't think it could happen so abruptly so quickly and in the way that it did it was kind of like throwing me off it was weird and then from there it just set off like the domino effect of a lot of our leaders and idols and I say idols like loosely because I don't actually idolize any of these people like to the point of worshipping I'm not that type it's more like I look up to their work and their dedication. I admire the way that they approach their field of expertise. So, yeah. Chadwick, uh, we had John Lewis, we had all these other, like, figures. And it just put me in the mindset of, like, maybe this is 2020's theme for me. I guess I've mentioned it a couple times now, is that it's time for us to step up. Or, in my case, it's time for me to step up. It's like, we are at this place where I have to take over the, the spaces and fill the vacuum left by those who were here mm-hmm. and passed away. Like, I have to put in that same amount of artistry and hard work and dedication that Chad would put in. That same amount of grind that Kobe put in. Now, I'm not saying I'm about to shoot ball or act. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not about to go to the NBA or, you know, play in the next film. Oh, no, man, I will But that's not my main focus. The point is, I'm supposed to carry that same energy that these ancestors had while they were here and that same motivation and inspiration that they had and carry that on with me and fill the void. Fill the void. Because we can't wait for leaders or wait for the next person. The next person is probably you. It's probably me. So that was that for me. Those were the things that I lost. I feel like things that surprised me in 2020. But then, I guess going back to my theme of 2020, it kind of made me realize that, yo, I got to step up. I got to man up in the actual sense of being the adult and leader who I want to see, who the next generation might idolize for their hard work and their dedication towards being better and greater and doing good. What about you, baby? Anything surprise you? Any, any, or any, in particular, any deaths that that might have hit you? Because when I said surprise, I said that as a like blanketed term. But for me, what hit was, was the, the deaths. deaths. Yeah. Yeah. No, the deaths didn't hit me. Like I've accepted death as a part of life, mm-hmm. and that all connections are gonna transition at some point. Um, so I don't. I, I, you know, we poured libations mm-hmm. um, and honored those ancestors, and we will continue to cherish their memory and appreciate their existence and their legacy, as well as their continued connection. Um, but yeah, I wasn't personally attached to either one of them. Like, I know you have a history yeah. with Kobe. And then Black Panther meant everything, yes. Um, but it, it, it was more than just... Chadwick Boseman playing Black Panther. Like, it was the whole film, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so it, it... Yeah, it didn't hurt like that for me, you know? Um, I think the thing that surprised me most... Shocked me. Shocked, shocked I tell you. you. Shocked! <laughs> um, was Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday. Oh, shit. Actually, didn't surprise me. I know, because you were aware of yeah. the shit last time. I was not. Oh, I had so much hope. I, I, I can't. I had so much I'm hope. Oh, <laughs> I, I had so much hope 
for the future of my children, my grandchildren, y'all. Mm. Like, I had so much hope and faith in this country and what we could do. Sorry. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. It's gone now. Ooh, faith it's, in the country. It's Ooh. totally gone now. Ooh. Yes, Biden won, and I still have no faith in this country. Well, Why? That should actually confirm you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because ain't nothing going to be done about this, these systems. Like, a global pandemic hit. And we still don't have universal health care. A global pandemic hit. Not have it. They don't want it. They don't even want to fight for it. We need to get a fucking... Like, how many countries have monthly <laughs> stimulus checks to make sure their people could survive? Ooh, <laughs> Ooh this country. But they bailed out them corporations, though. <sighs> so, yeah. Super Tuesday was a bitch. That was, that was cold. Because it was the Democrats. It was a cold. It was a loud, clear, cold saying, I don't give a fuck about you and your care nor concern about everybody in this country. I'm looking out for me and my individual pockets. Basically, like, I know y'all want this guy, but we choose. Like, we choose who we want. I know y'all want Bernie, but But we we want Biden. We choose Biden, and then we're going to choose Kamala, who again finished, uh, what? 16th in the primaries last time I checked. <laughs> well, she dropped out the night before Super mm-hmm. Tuesday. 16th. <laughs> because she wanted that VP option. No, she dropped out actually before that. Mm-hmm. No, she, I mean, yeah, but that that's what the speculation was. That they were all dropping out so they wouldn't well, um, Kamala, not get that option. Kamala dropped out, like, I think during the first contest because she did so bad and she was like, oh, I don't got no money. Maybe the primaries? She, she dropped out earlier than Pete and uh, Clo- uh, um, Amy Klobuchar. Those two oh, they dropped did off the at night the same before. time. Yeah, they did and the then Warren before. ain't do nothing because, you know, Warren. Yeah. <sighs> okay, but yeah, it was still like, mm-hmm. But, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, that was shocking, and I'm done with this country. I'm done with the two-party system. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm done with that, the that, capitalistic, that individualistic, money-hungry, hoarding mentality. <laughs> I'm about to say whore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm ready to build the infrastructure of passive and residual income so I can move broad. Bye. All right. Say that, Queen. I'm with you. <laughs> you don't got to say nothing to me. You already know why I stand Oh, I'm that. talking to the audience. All right. Let them know. Black people, we don't have to be here. <laughs> say it again. <laughs> Black people, we don't have to be One here. Time for the people in the back. <laughs> Black America, we don't have to be here. Here. Out here begging. I'm tired of begging, begging to for them to see me as human. Right. And honestly, this goes outside of race. They don't give a fuck about any of us. If <laughs> you ain't in a certain tax bracket, they don't give two fucks. They don't give a fuck. Literally, are willing to damage the fucking planet that impacts us all. Right. <laughs> because of money. Again, look at the episode, America is number one. Just money. If you're on YouTube, and I'm saying this on YouTube, link in the description below. <laughs> hey, take it out. Trying to remember. Yeah, we've been trying to get better at, uh, you know, putting ourselves out there. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm so I'm so done with this fucking country. And that's that was a nail in the coffin. Super Tuesday. It yeah, was, yeah. I, uh, that was a good, yeah, good answer. Good answer on that one. That's, mm-hmm. mm, yep. That was rough. So everybody have an election uh, anxiety over this election? I was chilling. Because neither of them are going to do anything about systems in place. Yeah. So. I mean, Biden admitted it. He said, like, he said nothing will fundamentally change. As if that was a slogan. 
<laughs> Anyways, go y'all go off. Y'all see? We I guess we'll all see. Right? Cause I'm tired of telling y'all motherfuckers. I mean, I'll tell y'all on the show, but I'm tired of having conversations about it. <laughs> like, go look at other countries. Right. It's not. <laughs> it, it doesn't have to be this shitty here. It's a choice. It's a choice. <laughs> it's they, a choice. They just don't care, and I'm tired. So. Alright, um, I guess we could wrap it up by saying what things we are looking forward to in this new year and what adjustments we think we're prepared for now that we've gone through 2020. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what say you? What are you looking forward to in 2021 and what are you ready for since you've slayed 2020? (laughs) I mean, one, it's November. Right. We talked early, but you know. Ain't no slayment. You know, you ain't over yet. Who knows? Still a lot could happen. Oh, plenty. Who knows? Um, Still got two months in this time. I think COVID will be around a lot longer, so I'm not betting on anything non-virtual for a while. Mm -hmm. Like, I've accepted that I won't be back in the office probably until mid to late next year, if at all. Um... And I'm just going to try and adjust and live in the new norm. That's all I really got for you. Keep doing the show. Any hopes, aspirations, positive things (laughs) that you're looking forward to? Uh, I'll see my family. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see them. Really miss them. Uh, I'm pretty seriously considering going back to school, uh, taking a couple of classes. I just gotta get that started and stuff. So I'm really excited about that. I like school. I like learning. So, and the class is a good environment for me to learn in. So, mm-hmm. um, even though I don't like virtual distance learning or online, um, the classes I'm taking aren't that specific to being in person um i would still prefer in person but i'm willing to take these classes online so yeah Hmm. um other than that i can't think of anything what about you well for me i am definitely looking forward to being licensed Mm -hmm. getting that l under my belt you know what i'm saying dun 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 license marriage and family therapist (laughs) to the rescue not though. Yeah, not at all. Uh, <laughs> license and family, marriage and family therapist with boundaries. Fuck up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and rescuing everybody. Come on now. Nah. First of all, pay me. Uh, second of all, <laughs> uh, I don't have the capacity. I don't have the capacity. <laughs> you know? Got a client limit up in here. A cap. You feel me? Exactly. Uh, but yes, I'm looking forward to getting that L, getting licensed. Mm-hmm. I am also looking forward to um, spending more time getting to know uh, my nephew <laughs> as he grows. I'm really excited about being an uncle. I really am. So I look forward to that being another role that I play uh, in life. Because uh, it's been nice doing that, um, being being Zaya's uncle, yeah. kind of. Uh, unofficial uncle. <laughs> unofficial uncle, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so that's been nice. Those are the things I'm most looking forward to uh, for next year is like getting licensed, um, 
And uh, making some more music, working with a lot of artists going into next year. Because I'll be licensed, I'll have that money coming in, and I'll be able to truly adjust my schedule. So I'm hoping next year you'll be able to see uh, also on full creativity mode, because you know, I've been like reserved and kind of had to hold back a lot of myself because of uh, this whole licensure pro- process, uh, COVID, obviously, and all those other things, but... I made a beat the other day out of my girl uh, Chloe's uh, <laughs> little video that she showed of her dad banging on some pots because she was happy about the Biden election. <laughs> so I made a beat out of that just the other night and I felt so good to just create something out of something new and collaborate, uh, even though she didn't know that she was collaborating <laughs> with me. Um, but yeah, I look forward to next year being all about that and uh, having more opportunities to to truly, you know, flex that uh, expression that I have. You know? But, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, oh. What else you got? I totally forgot. I started painting this year. I really enjoy that. That's been really nice. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so check her out. Next Picasso. Oh, yeah, I started posting on my uh, Instagram and Facebook. And light as a rock underscore in between R-O-C-Q on Instagram and Life is Rocky R-O-C-Q-I on Facebook. Alright. Um, well, beautiful people, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you for joining us again. Um, please make sure that if you are listening that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We are trying to get our numbers up. Uh, I'm the editor of those videos. If they made you laugh, if you feel like, oh man, this clip really brought that audio to life, that was great. Also, leave a comment, leave a like, you subscribe, know, share. share that thing. If you found this information helpful in one of our videos when we talked about relationships, mm-hmm. when we talked about approaching women, I mean, approaching men, when it comes to talking about, uh, would you date a bisexual man? All these questions and discussions that we had that have been great. Make sure to share them with other people. We want other people to experience these conversations as well so that they, they can maybe expand their mind or widen their perspective. And you, you know? don't have to agree with us. Hell no. Matter of fact, if you don't, tell us why you don't. That would be even better. I love hearing different with perspectives. Logic, with respect, of course. You know. <laughs> Logic and respect. That's the only things we require. That's all. And if not, you know how I am about my boundaries. Have a block party in that hoe. (laughs) Block party. Block party. Block party. All right. (laughs) But yes, y'all. Yes, yes, (laughs) y'all. I appreciate y'all joining us again. It's your boy Oso. And your girl Rocky. Thank you so much for listening to It's So Real. And we will see you next week. Peace. And love. Always.